So I joined TikTok. I saw. <laughs> it is. Here's why I joined TikTok. I joined TikTok to like follow you and Zoe and everybody that I that I know that has a TikTok. And then, and then I discovered gay TikTok, and I was like, oh, I'm staying. <laughs> Yeah, like, my, basically, like, my page is, like, I get gay TikTok, but I get gay TikTok in cosplay form. <laughs> which is a lot of crossover with gay TikTok. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is, like, a constant. Oh, my God, there was this one video I saw. It was, like, um, when you walk into the gay apartment, and it's, like, ABBA's playing, and then they walk into the kitchen, and, like, you you think it's going to be, like, a woman? It's nope, a it's a, it's a drag queen. <laughs> I saw that one yesterday. Oh, I love it. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to The Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. I am one of the the co-hosts, Amanda. And I'm your other co-host, Evan. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, thank you. For those that are listening, thank you so much for listening. We're slowly but surely gathering, like, a few listeners here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> Evan has made an amazing uh, website. It is on our Instagram. It links to everywhere you can listen to our podcast. Yes. And obviously you found that if you're listening to this right now. Yay. So thank you so much for joining us again. Yes. Today we're going to be recapping season one, episode four, Casey Kasdan of Shameless, the U.S. series. This episode, right. this episode's crazy. I like, I, I don't know if I'm like just getting better at taking notes while I'm watching it, but I got like 20 minutes in, in like the blink of an eye. Like <laughs> this episode's fucking wild. It aired January 30th, 2011. It was written by Cindy Caponera. Uh, and this is the first of two Shameless episode episodes that she wrote. She writes another one later on in the first season. And she was also a writer on Sunny with the Chance and the Annie Sedaris <laughs> show. It was directed by Todd Holland. Uh, this is the only episode of Shameless he directs. But he also directed the entire first season of a short-lived NBC show called The Real O'Neills. Oh my god, The Real O'Neills. For those of, you who, those of you who haven't seen The Real O'Neills, it was one season long. It was about a boy in an Irish Catholic family that figures out that he's gay, and also there are musical sequences. It's wonderful. It's so good. That, that had Noah Galvin in it, right? Yeah, who went on to be one of the leads he, in Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, he played Evan. Yeah. <laughs> And then he ended up, uh, he went to Waitress and he played Oogie, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, which was cute. But yeah, like, Real O'Neal, like, it was a really good show and it had the mom from Raising Hope. Do you remember that show? I do remember Raising Hope, yeah. But, uh, so this, the guy who directed this directed that show and a few episodes of Blackish and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So, like, this guy's got a cool variety of stuff that he's done. The synopsis mm. of this very strange episode is a sad and lonely Debbie steals a little boy from a birthday party, forcing the family to scheme a way to return him. A web of lies ends in a marriage proposal from Kevin, who was already married. Thanks for giving that away in the synopsis of the episode. Yeah, like, realistically, like, you don't really learn that until probably, like, a good, like, 30 minutes in. But, like, they just were like, oh, by the no, way. No, you don't like, learn you it. Don't... You don't learn it until the end of the episode. Like, Wait, really? Oh yeah. my god. Okay, then I definitely lo- spaced out for that part. But yeah, like, why they, did they, they just put it in the synopsis? <laughs> anyway, so this episode opens on Frank doing the previously on, and it's, like, mm-hmm. boring. He's, like, digging in a trash can or whatever. I can't wait until other characters start doing the previously ons. And yeah, we- of course, William H. is always the token, so... <laughs> yeah. 
We open on Debbie. She's dressing a sack of potatoes up like it's a baby and pushing it around in Liam's old stroller and being real weird. Uh, and Fiona, <laughs> Fiona comes outside and calls her to get inside and get ready for school. And like Fiona's in full mom mode this morning. Lip and Ian are taking apart the water heater. It's a very chaotic, like, this scene took a while to write down. It's a very chaotic yeah. scene. And, like, as we said, like, how we always are, like, what the hell is going on with timing? Like, all this is happening before school. Yeah. <laughs> like, these kids are up. They're doing shit. They're, like, awake. I was <laughs> like, I don't get this. I My ass would not be awake at any time. Yeah. So she's getting it ready. She's trying to get Debbie ready for school. Or maybe she's just trying to get her showered. I don't know. It is very unclear. And uh, the boys are, like, taking apart the water heater. And we're like, oh, there's the water heater's broken. And Debbie is, like, trying to get someone to make a pie with her. Debbie is being very needy and very weird in this opening scene. And uh, Because she misses um, Ginger. Because she had all those fun bacon times. And now everyone doesn't have time to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. So... Fiona, like, gets annoyed with her, and she's like, Debbie, for the love of God, I told you to shower. Like, stop annoying me, and stop, we're not making a pie, go shower. And, uh, Lip and Ian said that they're gonna, like, look in the obits and try and get a water heater from a dead person, <laughs> which, like, ingenuity. Like just, Genius. I love that. Like, that's so smart. They're like, let's go to a dead person's house and steal their water heater. <laughs> like, it's a, it's who would have thought, like, just to, like, I love them. We love smart men. Yeah. Fiona takes Liam and Carl upstairs because they both stink. And Debbie is just literally left spinning in a circle. Just like, <laughs> just sitting in the middle of the kitchen, just spinning in a circle. Like, that's us like this at this point in quarantine. Like, we're just bored. Bored and without anything to do. And then we cut to Frank at Sheila's house where Sheila has laid out some fresh clothes for Frank. And uh, Frank looks out across the street and sees like a front yard like party. He's like, hey, neighbors, you having a party? And they're like, there's no booze, Frank. You're not invited. <laughs> the whole neighborhood knows who this man is. Sheila makes Frank some breakfast. They're all settling down for, like, a normal, quiet morning. And then her ex-husband just comes stomping in the front door and opens the the hatch to the basement and just stomps downstairs. And I guess he's just that's, here now. That's what I never got is that they literally, like, they don't confront him until like a little bit down the episode but i'm just like man just walks in the front door and <laughs> just goes down there and closes it behind him and like i i've been i was just like where the fuck did you come from also the entrance to your basement is massively inconvenient it's just in the middle of the kitchen yeah the middle of the kitchen it's like more of like it seems like a crawl space but that downstairs is like pretty gigantic it's for them huge Whatever, so that happens, and then we cut <laughs> we cut to Kevin V fucking, of course. It's all that's all I ever always. do. And V is trying to keep Kev distracted because the Gallagher's are sneaking into their house to use their hot water and shower. And Kev is like, Cause, like it's that? like one scene where you see like Liam cross like the hallway and then Kev's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and then I think you see like Liam or you see like a toy or something. Like, are the Gallagher's in our bathroom? And she's like, focus, baby. And she, <laughs> and she like, shimmies down his body and, like, kicks the door closed with her foot. We, V's an icon. We love V. I love V. And then we cut back to Sheila's house where the world's most awkward breakfast is happening with Karen's piece of shit dad. Sheila is, like, making everybody else breakfast and giving them coffee. And then she straight up yoinks a pastry out of her ex-husband's <laughs> hand. And starts eating it. Like, we love we, we love her. Like, she straight up yanks it out of his hand. 
And then he says Karen is crazy because she's tasted peni and it has made her diseased and crazy. And I would like to start a petition, never hear the word peni ever again. Peni. I, he is just such a nasty man. I don't like any word that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> and while her dad is sitting there being annoying, and we're, it's very clear that Karen has got some daddy issues, she starts flirting with Frank? She starts licking a spoon suggestively and flirting with Frank, and even Frank <laughs> has the decency to look like, what the fuck? I know, Frank's <laughs> just like wide eyes, like just like looking at her. And like, let me tell you, this girl is eating cereal. So her spoon has milk on it and she's like rubbing it all over her mouth and it looks like, um, like that just like happened like that. Like there was never really any other like little things that Karen did to Frank priorly, but like this is the first time we like see Karen be like a little nasty with him and yeah. I don't like it at all. And even Frank is not having it. He's like, this is very weird and I'm not. Yeah, because you know more than not Frank is a dirty man, but like. Both of her parents are right there. <laughs> Sheila's just in the kitchen and then her dad's at the table or whatever, like next to Frank. It is deeply upsetting. <sighs> so just wait till she starts calling him Daddy Frank. <laughs> Thankfully, we cut away from that and uh, it took Kev peeing and then getting in the shower and there's no hot water. And then he looks out of the bathroom and the Gallagher shit is all over the bathroom. Everywhere. And can we give Kev a break, please? I feel like Man's last couple episodes is just him, his his character trait is being mad at the Gallaghers. Yeah, his catchphrase is fucking Gallaghers. And then we cut to Steve. Welcome, Steve. Welcome Walk. back. He's walk- he walks into the Gallagher house and he hands Fiona a Starbucks and they're very cute and he flirts with her and he's like all up on her trying to get all up in her business. And she is fine with him being all over her, but she's like, I am busy and he's like, why don't you just, like, give Liam to somebody and let's go to a hotel? She's like, babysitters are expensive. He's like, here is $50. Can I take you to a hotel? And it's... <laughs> and she seems less offended by that than she does by any other time that he tries to pay for stuff for her. He's like, I literally want to spend time with you. Please. I know. And it beats it being, like, $400 compared to just 50 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe he, he's learned his lesson by not making that price too high <laughs> yeah here's 50 bucks for a babysitter let's go to a motel and fuck in peace and quiet that's a reasonable exactly. request there steve okay uh but she is not about it and then they hear something like upstairs and she grabs the bat and hands him liam and he immediately is like no no no, you can take liam and he grabs the bat from her and they go up the stairs and like investigate the sound and it's coming from debbie's room and then Steve almost whacks Debbie over the head with a bat because she comes out oh of her room. Oh, my God. So Debbie starts to tell a story that is terrifying the life out of Fiona because she says that she walked by a birthday party and she saw this kid with his parents and she got so mad and Fiona's like, oh, my God, what happened with this kid's parents? And Debbie's like, so I stole something. And Fiona is so fucking relieved. She's like, oh, my God, nobody touched you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> because... She like when Debbie's explaining it, she literally doesn't even go into detail. She just is like, there were adults and a party, and I was alone. And so of course, like Fiona's like first this instinct is just like, oh no, they touched you. Yeah, Fiona and but, Steve are both like, where is this horrible story going? But thankfully, <laughs> Debbie just stole something, and it's very relieving until we find out the thing she stole was a child. She stole <laughs> a child from his birthday party on his front lawn. That poor baby. That kid is so cute looking, though. <laughs> oh, he's really cute. 
So we cut right from that to the cops at the party across the street from Sheila's house. And Frank sees them pull up and starts ranting the way that Frank does. And then they're like, we're not fucking here. Somebody stole a kid. Leave us alone, Frank. <laughs> and of course, Tony, the only cop in all of Chicago, is there to take the report. Tony Tony just so happens to be at every single call that might involve the Gallagher's. <laughs> and, like, he's just there. Like, that, I love that man with all my heart, though. <laughs> I love Tony so much. Tony and this partner character that they introduce in this episode just was... <gasps> That's like the guy who's just like kind of annoying, yeah. right? Oh my god, the part we're gonna get to this part, but the part with the siren and like the megaphone. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a weird, just side, like annoying character that they threw in, and we never see this guy again. And it's like a character actor that you most likely would have seen on Will and Grace. That's like he played like Will and Grace's like one friend that has a baby. And like yeah. he's a character actor, but he's in this episode. It's very strange, just trying to establish Tony as anything other than the guy that likes Fiona is weird. Yeah, I think they were trying to give some relief to the whole situation that this, like, episode's about, but at the same time, like, we don't see him ever again. <laughs> yeah. And Fiona, we cut back to the Gallagher house, and Fiona's like, hi, why did you steal a little girl? And then she takes, like, the whatever the kid is wearing off, and she's like, why did you steal a little boy and dress him like a little girl? Come, <laughs> Debbie. And Debbie's like, you took away Aunt Ginger! And Fiona's like, but... Where did two and two meet? I don't understand. Yeah, full-on stole a child. Yeah. <laughs> and Fiona's like, okay, so where are the clothes that you that you took him in? And Debbie washed them and they shrunk. And Fiona's like, oh my god, these aren't going to fit anymore. So Steve's like, let's just put them in different clothes and return him. Fiona's like, we're not returning a child in different clothes than we found him in. People are going to say, we did stuff. We need to find another Superman costume right yeah. now. Yeah. And then, like, why did, Why would Steve think that's a logical thing to do? Like, let me, let's put him in completely different clothes and just drop him off. Like, nope, that's not an okay thing to do to a nope. child. <laughs> no, nope. it is not. <laughs> so then we cut to the cops canvassing the neighborhood for the kid. And yeah, that's when Tony, Tony's partner is like trying to say a thing into the microphone. And Tony's like, you can't, you're not saying enough. Give me the thing. And the guy's like, you can't drive and do the walkie. And the guy's like, Tony's like, fuck you. Go complain to your cousin. I don't care. <laughs> they're like arguing the entire time they're in the car. And like, they like, there's like a point where they're like yelling into the microphone at each other. I was like, this scene is so unnecessary, but thank you. I yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern over here. Just like, what are we trying to do? Anyway, we cut away from that to Lip and Ian. They're staking out like a like a memorial or a funeral at somebody's house, trying to find a way in. And there's just a great Lip and Ian exchange. And because Ian's like, well, what do we do? What do we say when we go in? And Lip's like, just play it cool. And he's like, play what cool? Things that people play cool. Jesus, Ian. <laughs> and like, Ian just seems like he's enjoying being a little asshole in this scene. And like, good for you. Love him. A little break from some Ian drama in this episode. He's just sort of there. It's nice. He's just he's just added to the plot, and we love that finally, instead of him being the plot. Yeah. Except we love when Ian is the plot, don't get us wrong. But No, we do. But man's take it's sometimes when you carry the whole show in your back, you need a little break. break. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only here to spit facts. Oh wow, truer words. Evan, truer words. Thank you. So Lip gets a call from Karen while he's at the place and they're setting up a date for later. 
And then we cut to V's house where Fiona's like, hey, can you watch this kid for a minute? And Fiona's like, V's like turned around. And V's like, I'm busy, but I guess whatever. And Fiona leaves. And V thinks she assumes that Fiona had left uh, Liam in her Liam. camp. And V turns around. She's like, who the fuck are you? Because it's a little child. That <laughs> it's, has a it's a little white blonde baby. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, you're not Liam. What's happening? Fiona and Steve walk out of V's house on the cross street. And Tony pulls up. And they're deer in the headlights. And Steve, Steve is there. And Tony is pissed about this whole situation. And he's making it very clear. But he's still like, whoever stole this kid, we're going to find him. And we're going to chop their fucking pedophile nuts off. And I was like, listen, that's not this situation. However, however, if you are all about going after pedophiles, I've got a list. Um, we got a list um, for this hit show, Shameless. Yeah, Cash Kareeb, number one. If you want to go and deal with some pedophile nonsense, that'd be great. Thank you, police. Anyway, well, can, I always, can I just always bring it back to Ian? Yeah always uh so then we cut to sheila's house and again frank starts making not talking nonsense while he's watching the news and sheila has started to make muffins and she's very excited she made them using a bunt cake recipe she didn't even have to add an extra egg sheila is in full like crisis mode she's baking and like oh isn't it nice when someone makes you muffins and karen i love muffins karen tells her dad she just had some delicious peanut um, which again, let's never hear that again. And she's wearing a thong and she leans over and she makes <gasps> eyes at Frank again. She, she whale tails Frank. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember whale tailing? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I hate it. I but, saw someone I follow on Instagram do it a couple days ago and I was like, I'm sorry, it's not 2005 anymore. <laughs> literally, are we Manny from Degrassi right now? Let's not. <laughs> You know what? I could, I would see Mandy doing this, but not Karen. Yeah. But also, Karen, her character, I feel like, is like five different people at once all the time. So, like, this is not the most out of the ordinary for her. But just this whole new, let's try to give Frank a boner plot is like kind of overwhelming for every listener and viewer. It's very <laughs> weird, especially since she's fucking Frank's child and Frank is fucking her mom. I just yeah. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. It's a lot. Um and we cut away from that to the cops, they're canvassing the neighborhood and Steve and then Steve and Fiona drive by it and then the camera's in the car with Steve and Fiona. And Fiona's like bought three different size Superman outfits cuz she didn't know what size to get. And they pass by Lip and Ian who are wheeling a water heater out in a shopping cart. <laughs> and she's I love like, them. She tells him, she's like, so Debbie stole a baby. And Lip's like, well, didn't see that one coming. Like, <laughs> takes it and strides like, okay, Debbie stole a baby. That's what we're doing today. My thing is with this show is that how do they always end up bumping into each other? Chicago is so large. And more than not, like a lot of them are always on foot. They always just end up bumping into each other. I'm like, where do you guys go? I was like, how do you, like, just end up finding each other? And, like, you know those assholes more than not always don't have a phone. Yeah. Like, they just, like, casually see each other. And I'm like, I live in a town where all of my friends live, and I don't even casually see them on the street. <laughs> uh, television magic. Um, exactly. So she tells him, find Carl, meet us back at the house. And they're like, okay. And again, another shot of Tony bickering with his partner is is a weird thing. 
And then we cut back to Kevin V's house. I don't care about Tony, in case that's not clear. Um, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we cut back to Kevin V's house, where Kev is like, why is Liam here? And V's like, why don't you look at this kid a little harder and notice that that's not Liam standing in our house? <laughs> They're like, well, then who is this child? And then they hear the cop car drive by about the missing child and they give each other a look. They're like, so this is that kid. What the fuck are the Gallaghers doing? And we get our second fucking Gallaghers of the episode. That's what I should have called this this podcast. Fucking Gallaghers. (laughs) Gallaghers. (laughs) And we cut back to Sheila's house. Sheila has now made so many muffins. She is putting some on a tray and putting them out the window. For Frank to hand out to the neighborhood people that have gathered around this crime scene now. I like how, like, they all, like, the the party was obviously across the street, but now everyone and everyone is in just Sheila's yard. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's just giving out muffins and shit, so everyone's just chilling there, and, like, I don't even think there are even cops there at that point. It's the, just, the like, everyone there, who... The cops are there, and, like, news vans are there, but there's also just, like, neighborhood people mm-hmm. just around, I guess. Yeah. They're all just, like, chilling, eating muffins. <laughs> it's like, there's a child missing. <laughs> and then we cut back to the Gallagher house, where Fiona is sitting down with Debbie, and she's like, okay, so, like, you need to have a story when you when we return this child. Like, the cops are going to want to talk to you, and you need to have a story. And we're like, oh, Debbie um, is a bad liar, and this is going to go terribly. And then Kevin V knock on the back door, because this is the very first time the Gallaghers have ever locked their back door. The first time someone actually knocks before entering. Yeah. So Lip, like, lets them in, and Kev put the kid in his hamper to walk him over. He's like, is this a missing kid? Because <laughs> he has it in the hamper, and he has, like, a blanket over top yeah. of it, so obviously he doesn't look discreet, and he just, like, pulled it. <laughs> so wide-eyed, like, is this that missing child? And you hear the sirens go by, and they're all like, Debbie, why did why did you steal a child? And then Kev straight up's like, well, maybe because her mom left and Frank's a big drunk. And they all look at him and be like, oh, I'm the asshole now? She stole a baby. <laughs> Honestly, Kev's not wrong. He's speaking straight facts. Like, I, I'm I'm a full Kev stan in this episode. And then Steve said, like, well, the worst thing that could happen is we tell them Debbie took the kid and she gets some help. And the Gallaghers are all like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't do therapy in this house. Babies, babies, maybe you should do some therapy. <laughs> Yeah, y'all need some therapy, honestly. You've you've been through some shit. You should do some therapy. And Steve's like, what do you mean she doesn't need help? She stole a baby. And they're like, yeah. The the way he says it, though, he's like, she stole a baby. Like, his facial expressions, I hate that man, but I love him. (laughs) He's like, every other reasonable human being would be like, oh, yeah, a child who steals a baby needs to get a little bit of help. The Gallagher's are like... Nope, we don't do therapy. Oh, okay. That's going to work out real good for you guys. <laughs> this paints Debbie a pretty good picture for the later season. <laughs> yeah. And so Fiona says they need to figure this shit out before Family Services finds out and finds out that Frank moved and they split the kids up again. And then we get like a weird like picture montage of this time all the kids are split up and put into weird foster homes. Yeah, like what? Like Ian went to like some like Mormon family yeah. like I think Carl went to like an African American like Carl gay. And Debbie, yeah. yeah, Carl and Debbie went to like like a gay African American couple, and like <laughs> just like they all just look so uncomfortable. Yeah, and so this is when it is clear that this show still hasn't found its um, vibe yet because the rest of this episode plays out like a heist movie. Yeah, it's like a montage. <laughs> yeah, we got like a title card that's like the plan. Like it's a 
it's a heist movie now. This episode is a heist movie now. So I'm going to be referring to Returning the Child as the heist. So they, Lip has to talk Carl into participating into the plan. And uh, side note, we cut to like a shot of Ian smoking in this and like baby Ian smoking looks so weird and so unnatural. Yeah. And I know that this show is why Cam started smoking and like, I don't like it. Fucking Jeremy Allen White, that kid is probably so fucked up because of Shameless and his nicotine addiction now. Yeah, I don't know, like, if they use fake cigarettes or what kind of fake cigarettes they use, but, like, I know that Cam and Jeremy both actually smoked. Uh, I think they both quit. Uh, I know Jeremy has I a think baby. Jer- I think, yeah, Jeremy has a baby now, but I think I definitely saw him, like, smoking in some Instagram posts. Oh, great. Uh, but I know Cam quit. Cam made a whole post about it when he quit. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. You see how I can make anything about me? <laughs> so Steve and Fiona have to talk to Debbie again. And they have to talk her into taking the kid back. And Fiona's like, you know how you wanted to make a pie? We could make a pie later. Like, she has to cajole her into returning the child. Like, that's, like there was any other option. So they have to coach Debbie some more about the right story to tell. And... The plan to return the kid is so elaborate and will only work because Lip planned it. And Lip is what? A genius. That's right. A freaking genius. Like, the small details that went into this plan, I was like, you came up with this? Like, are you kidding me? Like, as previously established in the last episode, Lip is a bona fide genius. So he is the only one that can plan a heist for the Gallagher Club. Yeah, that kid is so smart. It's insane. So we cut back to Sheila's house, where she is still stress-baking, and she has now made so many muffins. She's got nowhere to put any. are taking over the entire household, the entire kitchen, the entire dining room, the entire, like, food, like, the, like, island or bar or whatever. Her whole, every surface is covered in muffins, and she's got some in her hand, and she's turning around, and she's like, Frank, what do I do? And Frank, in his one only funny line, is like, stop. It's like, you're right, Frank. She could just stop. That could She could just stop, but she won't because she's stress-baking. Let her have her coping mechanisms. So then Frank goes upstairs to pee, and while he's peeing, Karen whips open the shower curtain, and he at least has the decency to be like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in here, and he, like, goes to leave. And she's like, Frank, can I have a towel? And she's being all flirty with her tits out, and even... Again, at least Frank has the decency to be like, this is massively uncomfortable, and I don't like this. Yeah, like, first of all, she definitely plotted that, because she was in the bathroom with the door open with the curtain drawn on the bath. Woman has tits out galore, and, like, is just like, hi, Frank. Like, enough! Get out of here! You're nasty! And I wrote, at least, like, on, on all the lists of Frank's faults, at least pedophile apparently is not one of them. So that's good. That's good for yeah. Frank. One point for Frank. Uh, not a pedophile. Cool. So he goes outside and just, like, yells into the wind because he is very fucked up about what just happened upstairs. And back to the heist! <laughs> back to the heist. So Kev has to go into work early and say at the bar that he just saw the kid on Grand, and it takes a minute for anyone at the bar to fucking care about anything that he's saying. He's like, I got all nostalgic. Do you want to know why I got all nostalgic? I saw a kid in a Superman costume. And, like, it takes a few times for anybody to be like... And he just gets louder and louder. (laughs) And then finally someone's like, that might be that missing kid. And he's like, 
what missing good <laughs> like he's like the worst liar and like of course we know that yeah. but like people are not paying attention and like i love the alibi <laughs> like the moment that his coat that uh lesbian flannel bartender is like we have to call the police he's like yes yes we do and he's very happy that his part of the plan is over now <laughs> he's like i did something right <laughs> And then we take a brief break from the heist. It slows down a little bit in the alibi. When a woman comes over and talks to Kev like he knows, like she knows him, and he makes her her regular drinks, and we find out that's V's mom. V's mom is a regular at the alibi, and she and Kev are tight. That's super cool. V's mom is so pretty. I love her so much. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And so then he goes over to bus a table of, like, drunk women, and he's like, ladies, I'm going to take your glasses and stuff. And what? And they start flirting with him. And he, like, does the thing that you do when you're a server. He's, like, smiles back and thanks for that and I'm going to go back to my job. Uh, but, like, also, side note, one of the women that's flirting with him is currently on DC's Legends of Tomorrow is one of the coolest time-traveling lesbians I've ever watched and I love her. <laughs> she, technically, she technically plays a clone or, like, a manufactured person, but she's, uh, she's a lesbian and she's dating one of the main characters on Legends of Tomorrow, because that is the island of gays in the superhero world. Ooh. And we love her for that. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to Frank. He's coming in the bar. Or we don't cut to. Frank comes in the bar, and he's, like, shaken up by this terrible Karen situation. He's like, yeah, give me alcohol. Give me a lot of alcohol. And, and this one time, yeah, give Frank the alcohol. This is a very, I don't like this at all. It's so weird, because just, like, out of every scenario, you would think Frank is, would be, like, the nastiest person alive. But, like, this man's obviously is, like, putting the, like, he's he's putting it, his foot down. He doesn't want to be involved with Karen and all that nastiness. He's got I just feel lot. bad. Because, like, you know, you know he wants to respect she Sheila because <laughs> Ben is in his house. <laughs> well, she's in her house. Yeah. And so we cut from that to Lip and Ian in the Gallagher house and Ian's like, hey, did you, like, put the water heater somewhere? And Lip's like, no. And he's like, well, somebody stole the fucking water heater. So <laughs> the water heater they got this morning is gone, but they don't have time to care about it because we're back in the heist! This time with theme music, which is great. <laughs> heist music! We love it! Some, like, bump, bump, but, like, some, great. It's great. And so Lip walks Debbie to where she needs to be and gives her, like, a pep talk and uh, he's like, you have to do this because if you don't do this, the plan won't work and we will all go to prison. So you need to do this. <laughs> he drops her off at like this little place where Steve is now the lookout with her. And Steve gives Debbie a cute little pep talk. And he's like, you know, doctors have to lie sometimes too, but they lie for good reasons. Can you be a doctor for me, Debbie? And like, yeah, that's the correct way to talk to a kid. She understands. She's like, can I be a nurse? He's like, sure, you can be a nurse. I love Steve. Thanks, Steve. It's great. And we cut back to the alibi where Frank is still drinking and that table of women is super, super wasted. And Frank gets like flashbacks of naked Karen. And like, he seems like he's about to get up and leave. And then suddenly Frank Karen's dad is just sitting next to him. And he's like, well, I have to sit here now. And Frank's like, so are you just like living in the basement now? And Karen's dad's like, yeah, this is how I'm fixing up the basement, whatever. And then Frank very subtly like, so does your ass ever stop hurting from all of it? <laughs> and then doesn't he, he was like, take Advil before. Yeah, <laughs> gives him pegging advice, which like is the only, okay. <laughs> this is a weird bonding moment with these guys. Like, at least shout out to Karen's dad for being a trooper for Sheila as yeah. well. <laughs> 
So then one of the one of the drunk women continues to hit on Kev. And Kev, again, in the very customer service way, he's like, no, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm with somebody. I'm actually, you know what? I'm getting married. Like, he's saying what he needs to to get this woman to stop flirting with him. But Frank overhears the whole I'm getting married part and starts screaming it at the <laughs> alibi. The alibi, which has V's mother sitting in it. So everybody starts congratulating him and freaking out. And Kev's like, oh, my God. No, now, oh, no. And now Kev's fucked. Now V's mom thinks that I'm going to propose to her. Great. And uh, we cut from that very deer in the headlights thing back to the heist where we see Fiona switch uh, the kid out. He's in like Liam's stroller and she trades Debbie for him because Debbie has Liam. She puts Liam in the stroller and she walks away and Debbie is left with the kid. And then another weird cut to Tony and his partner. <laughs> his partner has a Slurpee and he's doing that thing with a Slurpee straw that makes you want to murder a person. <laughs> Just makes that fucking, hold on. That would be the sound. Makes you want to just fully commit murder. And then he, like, starts criticizing Tony for fucking Fiona. And, like, excuse me, sir. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? First of all, that's on Tony for spilling his sex life. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody told you to tell that guy. And then we cut to Fiona. She brings Liam over to Sheila's house. Because Fiona's part of it is that she needs an alibi. So Fiona brings Liam to Sheila's house. And Sheila's like, Oh, what's up, Fiona? Like, your girl has obviously taken some medication to stop herself from baking. She has drugged herself up. And Fiona, Sheila's like, do you want a drink? I have vodka and beer. Fiona's like, I'll just have coffee. And Sheila just sort of stares at her. Fiona's like, you know what? I'll go make I'll go make myself some coffee. But Sheila's super, super cute. And she sees Liam. And she's like, oh, I'm going to play with this baby. And she picks him up and... Oh, again, a weird, like, oops, the cape, like, text appears on screen. Like, almost like superhero, like, kind of, like, like, flashing, like, text or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> Literally, like, oops, the cape, arrow to Liam's stroller. They left the Superman cape in the stroller. And Sheila starts playing peekaboo with it, with Liam on the couch. And then we cut to Debbie with, like, she's walking down the street with the kid. And everybody sees her coming and is like, oh my god, it's him. And Fiona hears the commotion outside and runs out and real quick, like, slips the cape to Debbie. She's like, eh, you forgot the cape. And uh, the whole family starts, like, thanking Debbie and praising her and throwing reward money at her. Yeah, like, it's not just the parents. Like, once they finally, like, bring the kid back and, like, she says, like, her whole spiel or whatever, like, oh, I found him walking down this street or whatever. Like, random people in that crowd are just tossing money. Yeah. Like, they're just throwing it. Like, that just made me, like, the most confused. I was like, they're just throwing their money at this point. Like, they're not handing it to anyone. Yeah. And Fiona at least has, like, the decency to look a little bit uncomfortable with it in the beginning. But they're Gallagher's. So they just start smiling. They're like, yeah, money, 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 money. And, of course, as the money is being thrown, lovely Frank walks up. And he's like, oh, that's my daughter. My daughter's a hero. And he starts, like, picking up the money. And then you can see Lip and Ian's just feet come into the shot. <laughs> they just step on like, his hands. Hey, what are you doing? And Frank's like, no, I'm just, I'm helping. I'm helping her. And they just step on his hands. And he looks up. He's like, I'm your father. <laughs> Don't give a fuck, Frank. Get your hand off the money. Tony comes over to Debbie and says he needs to take a statement from Debbie and Fiona, like, tries, she knew that was, this was going to happen, but she tries to, like, stop it. But Debbie's like, Nurse Debbie's got this. Fiona's like, what? 
<laughs> She's like, where the fuck did that come from? And then we cut to V's, uh, back to the alibi. V's mom is drunk. And she's talking to Kev in the corner of the alibi. And she's like, v-, v loves you so much. And you're so good together. And I've never seen you happier. And you see it like dawn on Kev. He's like, yeah, maybe I should just, I love V a lot. Maybe I should just propose to her. And then that's exactly what he does. He drunkenly stumbles home, yelling her name out like he's in Streetcar Named Desire. Just V, Veronica, as he walks toward the house. And she's at the Gallagher house instead of at their house. And she comes down the porch and he proposes to her. She's like, well, first of all, why are you drunk in the afternoon? Second of all, <laughs> yes, I'll marry you. I love them. They have, like, the cutest relationship. They're, they're seriously, top three couples, these two. I love them. And then we cut to Debbie. She's at the police station. And she's doing a super great job lying. This scene is so cute because she's sitting at, like, the little table and she has her soda. And it just, like, cuts to her, like, in a different pose. Just, like, talking about, like, some random ass thing. And you can tell, like, it has nothing to do with what they're, like, wanting from her. And they're just like, all right, we, we got it. Like, okay. She's and, so cute. And she's in, like, the interrogation room with, like, the double-sided glass. And then you, the camera goes, like, past the double-sided glass to Fiona. And Fiona is really disturbed at how good Debbie is at lying. <laughs> she's not loving this. Um, but they get through it. And... Steve is, like, outside somewhere waiting for them, and we see him look behind him into, like, the window of a toy shop. That's just a quick little cutaway we get, and then we're back, and uh, Tony is in the cop car driving Fiona and Debbie home. Tony's like, well, Fiona, you missed a good pot roast last week. Like, bro. Bro, get over it. She didn't show up for a reason. (laughs) She's back with the guy you knew she was with when you asked her out. Like, this is your fault that you got in He's the middle so of this. He's so petty. He asked his, Fiona to his mom's house. And, like, he asked her out when she was still with Steve. Like, they were fighting, yeah. but they were together. And then he has the audacity to be annoying like this? No. And, like, already after such a traumatic event, and, like, they were at the cop fucking police station, like, doing all this stuff, and then he's like, hey, I know you're in the back of the car, with like your sister but like you 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 missed dinner last week and <laughs> like shut up shut up get over it tony then we cut to karen and lip walking down the street and karen complains about how fucking weird her house is and how weird dinner's gonna be and then there's a very weird shot of like a hypothetical dinner of sheila and frank having a whole feast at one end of the table and karen's dad like eating cheerios at the other end of the table <laughs> Which, like, I... I, love that. You know what? Sheila not letting him eat the food and being petty as fuck to him, that's exactly what you should be doing, Sheila. I'm very happy for you. No, it's so powerful. And then we cut back to Lip and Karen still walking, and he says her house is Frank's wet dream, and she's never gonna get him to leave. And Karen just brushes past that and is like, you wanna go somewhere and fuck? And like, okay, you've been flirting with his dad all day, but whatever. (laughs) Ew. (sighs) And we cut to the Gallagher house where Fiona, Debbie, Carl, and Ian are watching the news story about the miraculous return of the child. And Steve, Steve does a very good thing. He's learning boundaries. He pulls Fiona over and he's like, hello, I got Debbie a present. May I give it to her? And waits for Fiona to be like, yes, you can give it to her. Boundaries. We love it. I love that. It's so cute. (laughs) So he wheels it in. He got her a baby doll in a stroller and she is in love with it. She freaks out. She immediately names it Jin Jin. And picks After it up. Ginger. Yeah. 
She picks it up and starts carrying it up the stairs and talking to it and laughing with it like it told her a joke. And Fiona's like still freaked out. <laughs> She's like, okay, this kid's mental um, awareness is like not awesome, but we're going to just let it happen. Yeah, might as well. But Steve is a good, good boy. I love that for him. It's so cute. And then we cut to Kevin V's house. Kev is waking up from being drunk earlier in the day. And V's like, wake up. It's time to get drunk again. I love that. Don't you love that in a partner? Wake up. It's time to get drunk again. Uh, Debbie counts out all the money she got. She's in her room. She's counting out all the money she got. And then we see her like look over in the phone book and look something up. She got over $700 in reward money. I fucking wish. I'll steal a baby if that gets me $700. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we cut to Fiona and Steve. They like fall into bed. And Fiona's like, I want a shower. Oh, fuck. There's no hot water. And Steve calls her beautiful and is very cute. And she's like, I'm worried I'm fucking up the kids. And like, you can tell he's being comforting. And then you hear V yelling from downstairs. And Fiona's like, what the fuck are you yelling about? And they go downstairs and V tells her that she's engaged. And Fiona loses her fucking mind. And she like, it's great. Their she's up great. and ready to party. Their friendship is great. It's so cute. And suddenly there's a Gallagher kitchen party happening. Awesome. There always is. And Steve goes over to Kev and congratulates him. And Kev's like, uh-huh. Yep. Sure. And he like seemed weird. And then we cut to Sheila's house where her ex tells Frank to take the Advil before Sheila pegs him. <laughs> As they, like, trade off bathrooms and, like, weird, this house is weird. Back to the Gallagher house. Fiona notices Kev being all pulled away and weird in the living room and goes over to talk to him. And she apologizes. She's like, I know we borrow your shit all the time. And, like, we love you guys. And I'm so sorry. And he's like, Jägermeister makes you chatty. It's cute. They, like, tease each other. It's very sweet. And she, like, is noticing that he's being weird. But she doesn't get a chance to analyze it uh, after. After they, of course, both admire how beautiful V is and how Fiona thinks that, like, they're very beautiful together. And they get interrupted with her analyzing how weird he's being because there's a sound of a truck backing up outside. And they go outside and Debbie is signing, like, an invoice. uh, When Debbie takes authority, I love her. The mastermind behind the Gallaghers. She bought them a water heater with her money. Like, are you kidding me? Episode I episode four of Debbie is the financial head of the household, apparently. Literally, like, episode four, and she's probably not even double digits. And man's is, woman's is buying their household a whole water heater. <laughs> even though if we ignore the part where she stole the baby, she bought them a water heater. Yeah, she took her reward money and bought them a water heater. And so the whole family's like, fuck yeah, and like goes to help the guy install the water heater, and Fiona is left outside with Kev. And she's like, okay, Kev, why are you being weird? And Kev's like, she's like, Ferg, aren't you excited to get married? He's like, yeah, but I'm also already married. Cut to credits. Like. Like, (laughs) I hate when they do that. Yeah. Like, it was just like, I'm already married. And then he, like, takes a sip of his beer, and then it's, like, credits. And then the after credit scene, everyone's getting breakfast in the Gallagher house, and they're, like, waking up and doing stuff. And Fiona's like, Debbie, you have to. You have to get ready for school. Why do you look so tired? And Debbie's got like a a fake diaper in her hand and she looks all messed up. Like she's been up all night with a newborn and she's like, I can't go to school today. Jinjin kept me all night with diaper rash. And she takes peanut butter and smears it in the diaper and walks upstairs. And the whole family's like, what? Yeah. They're all just like sitting at the table. Just like, uh, 
Like, girl, obviously going through yeah. it. <laughs> and also, spoiler alert ahead, wow, foreshadowing, uh, young yeah. mother Debbie. Okay. Yeah, really foreshadowing. Like, this whole episode foreshadows, like, how whack Debbie is. And just to further prove how, like, wild and fast this episode passed by, we're finished, and we've been recording for 48 minutes. Yeah, this is the fastest episode we have done so far. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I guess it's just the way, like... It wasn't as, like, I guess, plot-driven and storyline-driven. Like, in other episodes, we were focusing on a bunch of different things, but it really seemed like the main focus, like, the only main focus of this episode was the whole heist part. So I guess if we weren't, like, it didn't distract you with, like, another scenario or another thing. Like, obviously, we got other information throughout this episode, but it was just, like, baby, baby trouble was, like, the main yeah like thing they focused on which like is like fine but like 45 minutes <laughs> what and like i like this episode because i, I like this i like heist movies and like this was i like seeing a plan work but like it was a weird episode it was a fucking they got a new water heater and kev is married and and uh karen is flirting with frank that is what we learned this week <laughs> yeah we get like small little info about people but like they made all the main focus for baby stealing and then you never see that baby ever again yeah. and you never see those neighbors ever again i still think carl is only in like two episodes two scenes of this episode like yeah carl plays like a part where he's like at the house obviously because he lives there and then he does the part where he like breaks them oh he has the, to, he has to call the, the police from a payphone yeah and he's like such an asshole and he's like, I don't, like, no, the, on this street. And then he breaks it. Because yeah. I guess that was, like, the whole concept is that, like, she couldn't call from that phone because that phone was broken. Yeah. There's another part, too, where Kev is, or uh, Lip is like, V, you have to go to this uh, dry cleaner and call from there and say that you just saw a kid there. And she's like, that dry cleaner is an old bitch and we don't like her. He's like, I've got I weed love for her. her. Like, <laughs> He's like, it's fine. I already thought of that. She's got got glaucoma. I've got weed. And I'm like, Lip is so smart. I love when we um, meet that lady again with the meat scenario, with the meat truck. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Really? Oh, my God. I love that. I forget why they need her for something, but they, Debbie, like, goes to her and they're like, I got, like, four pounds of short rib. And then she's like. I'll help you. <laughs> the relationships they cultivate around the South. The South side relationships between everyone, I love it. It's just like every now and then, like, there'll be like that one person that they have, like, for their go-to guy. They're like, yeah. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. So, yeah, so that was episode four. It flew by. It was a little bit weird. Um, Very weird. It's the shortest episode that we're ever going to post. Uh, because next week is uh, season one, episode five. And... Evan and I are super excited to watch season You can't episode see five. me, but I'm dancing. He's dancing. <laughs> he's dancing because um, he's back. Back. The we, man, the myth, the legend is back. We, and he is my favorite person on planet Earth. And I'm so excited to talk about that next week. It's going to be so I'm fun. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Uh, but until then, that was our episode. We kept it nice and short for you this week. 
Um, yes, the shortest episode by fucking far. It'll probably get even shorter when I start editing out all of our ums and uhs and likes and sniffles. Because <laughs> Don't call us out. Oh my god, listening to yourself in audio form for hours at a time, you, you've never wanted to die more. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You can please like, if you liked this, please like it on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher and add it to your playlists. And leave us comments and email us at luckwehadpod. And follow our Instagram, luckwehadpod. And follow our Twitter, luckwehadpod. We're making it so easy for you guys. It's so easy. Uh, we actually did create a website now. Um, and the website is just called the luckwehad.carrd.co. Yeah, the link to that <laughs> is in our Instagram bio. Yes. Um, and so you can find all of the streaming services that we are posted on on that website. Uh, it has when we post every Tuesday, and it also has links to both of our personal Instagrams and where you can contact, contact us, email us, or follow us. Yes. And we also have a Ko-Fi, Luck We Had Pod, if you wanted to contribute to that. We just upgraded to a pro plan on SoundCloud this week. So Yes, we did. And But yeah, so, and you can follow your hosts. You can follow me at AbnormalAmanda on Twitter or AbnormalAmanda18 on Instagram. It's, I also, like, I'm AbnormalAmanda27 like or whatever on TikTok. You don't have to follow me. It's <laughs> But where can people find you, Evan? Um, you can find me on Instagram at I Wanna Die 4000. I promise I am okay. <laughs> um, and you can also follow my TikTok with the same exact username. I Wanna Die 4000. He's fine. Uh, I'm uh. fine. <laughs> I just, I've used this username for too long. Too late for me to change it. <laughs> Evan posts quality it cosplay TikTok and quality comedy TikTok. I am there for the women that's why i'm on um, <laughs> honestly you new, get the best of both worlds so it's double trouble it's the new gay dating app that's where they've all gone so that's where i am honestly and join us next tuesday for season one episode five where evan and i will just be yelling about mickey the entire we're just gonna scream the whole time <laughs> so if you like the third episode you'll love the fifth episode it'll be great so Until excited. then, we'll see you guys all later. Bye. Bye.